5: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
4: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: A matchup that was hyped as a battle of two NFC superpowers, the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. How did that work out? Uh, Well, we had the usual. You had Chris Collinsworth slobbering all over Aaron Rodgers the entire game, standard operating procedure. You also had Atlanta jumping out to a massive lead. They led by as many as 24 points after three quarters, and uh, they did not uh, give it away. As much as Collinsworth was pretty much openly cheering for Green Bay to come back and his his cuddle buddy Aaron Rodgers to – lead the Packers to a stunning come-from-behind win. Uh, this game was pretty much over at halftime. Uh, it was. Atlanta not wasting any effort at all. Uh, they, they didn't leave anything behind in the first half. Very impressive. The $1.5 billion unnecessary stadium in Atlanta. The, the Georgia Dome, which they're going to tear down, was was not falling apart. They did not need the new stadium, but they got it built anyway. And so there they were on display. Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones and company slicing up the Green Bay Packers defense in the first half. Essentially, it was turbo time from the very beginning of this particular football game, Uh, and Atlanta was playing at one speed. The Green Bay Packers in the first half were playing at a totally, totally different speed uh, in this particular game, and so the – The question is this. What's the big takeaway? Because the Packers, that's the side here to talk about. The better stories in the losing locker room. The side to discuss here is the Green Bay Packers, who really laid an egg in the first half of this game. And the fact that the final score shows that, well, they they didn't give up. They came back and made it somewhat interesting. Whoop-de-damn-do. Whoop-de-damn-do. There's a couple thoughts I have on this. It was a dismemberment. In the first half, you got fall guys everywhere, and it was supposed to be the next man up. That was what we'd always heard. No, that was a Green Bay thing or a New England thing. But it's every team in the NFL kind of follows that mantra, right? We'll lead off with this. The Falcons played with much more gusto than the Packers did for the majority of this game. It was a big deal for Arthur Blank and the other uh, you know, rich guys that he hangs out with. This is an important, right? This stadium, which has got a corporate sponsorship, and spent a billion-plus dollars, almost $2 billion, to, to build this monstrosity. It was important for Atlanta. It was not important, judging by the effort of Green Bay. They did not match the energy level. They did not. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, explain what happened. Yikes.
7: It was a tough game. Uh, they're a fantastic team, very well coached, MVP quarterback. Um, but a game we, you know, we're in it. Um, you know, I gave him a seven on the fumble, uh, gave him another seven on the pick. We lose by
6: eleven. So, yeah, that's one way to look at it. That's uh, that's one way to look. That's a a very optimistic approach to looking at this particular game. Uh, I would look at it differently. It was a dismemberment in the first half. Atlanta held the Packers to 102 total yards in the first half. Aaron Rodgers at halftime, when Atlanta had fattened up that big lead like a turkey before Thanksgiving, Aaron Rodgers had just 85 yards at half, an interception, no touchdowns, and a 44.9 quarterback rating. So just because he happened to put up some, some better numbers in the second half when the game was over at halftime, Right, the game was over at halftime. You look at the final numbers, you're like, well, listen, Aaron Rodgers overall, if you look at the – he had 33 completions. He had 343 yards passing and a couple of touchdowns. But when the game mattered in the first half, Rodgers was nowhere. Again, 44.9 quarterback rating. And the beginning of the game, to me, is the focus. The second – the game was over at halftime. Okay, the game was over at halftime. And so that was a spiritless – Effort and a lifeless football team in the first couple of quarters. They did not match the opposition. And uh, Mike McCarthy, who's seemingly oblivious to everything, continuing to be oblivious to everything. The Packer coach.
7: We're one on one. Uh, I think really the focus for us is on what we did today on on the field, uh, particularly in the area of fundamentals, because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And and we were not good enough um,
6: tonight. Yeah, the fun. Dementals, which many players don't think is, is fun. The word fun is in there. They call them fun-dementals, but the players, they don't seemingly enjoy them. Uh, they don't enjoy them very much. They, they don't. Uh, but that Green Bay team was not ready at the start. They were not. Uh, now, secondly, I mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Better numbers in the second half. Much better numbers in the second half in an act of desperation. But for Rodgers, he's got a full deck of fall guys which is the ultimate trump card when you're a quarterback in the NFL. right? Every quarterback in the NFL, you got to have somebody to blame. This year, the number one excuse is the offensive line. Rodgers can do that. He can say, well, I was missing my starting tackles. He was. Uh, Jordy Nelson got hurt. That's another fall guy for Aaron Rodgers. Not my fault. Didn't have Jordy Nelson. How about the defense? No Mike Daniels. He got hurt. Uh, Defensive line was not very good in the beginning of that game, and Daniels got hurt for Green Bay. So there's a lot of excuses that can be thrown out. Now, my position on this, hogwash. you got a 53-man roster, next man up. That's the mantra of good NFL teams. Green Bay, uh, where they downgraded the talent that was out there, sure. But that has nothing to do with effort. And the beginning of this football game, the Packers did not put any effort. Now, listen, I picked Atlanta, so I'm happy about this. I'm not... Talking, it's, it sounds like I'm, if it sounds like I'm a Packer fan, I'm not. Uh, I actually am very happy that Atlanta outplayed uh, the Green Bay Packers and that everything went kind of like I thought it was going to go in that particular game. I'm happy about that. But I'm looking at this with the eyes of the Green Bay Packers. And who are the real Packers? Right? Is it more the team that contained Seattle last week or the lightweights that showed up for most of the the game, the first three quarters, In Atlanta. And judging how Seattle came back and got a bad win against the 49ers, a crappy team that Seattle needed some heroics in the fourth quarter to beat the 49ers and finally scored an offensive touchdown, it is at best an incomplete report card. Right? Clearly, it's only week two. Nevertheless, that's all we have to go by. We can't go by anything other than the first couple weeks of the NFL regular season. And Mike McCarthy's got his work cut out for him. He does. He's got his work cut out for him here. You know, next man up and all that's uh, wonderful and great. But the energy, the energy's got to be there. And it's always the easiest thing in the world. It's like, well, we, gotta, we don't have a, a healthy offensive line. Blah. We don't have this. We don't have that. Uh, but you can control what you can control. And they, they clearly were not mentally ready to go. The, the effort was not there. And I would think it's common sense. Aaron Rodgers has been around for a million years now. When you play on the road against a high-powered opponent, you got to have that sense of urgency. And they didn't have it at the beginning of the game. And so uh, whoop-dee-damn-do, they came back and scored some points late in the game. And uh, we, uh, we did not uh, did not see that at the beginning. When it mattered, uh, we didn't see it. Did not. All right, so Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, typically we give out the number here, and I would solicit a bunch of phone calls. But it's going to be a little different because I, I, I ran a, a flash poll on social media, and many people were like, hey, we, we got to do this thing. we got to do this thing. What is this thing? We lost Bobby the Brain Heenan, wrestling legend. Bobby the Brain Heenan died. He'd been sick for a long time, but he passed away. So not now, but at the bottom of the hour, which is something really cool radio people say, uh, in like 20 minutes, we're going to have a six-line Salute to Bobby the Brain Heenan. So if you are a wrestling fan, if you want to be part of that and you want to give your condolences to Bobby the Brain Heenan, it's the highest honor in sports radio. We'll do that coming up in about 20 minutes from now. So you can start calling out for that. I can't give out the number until later, though, because the rule is I can only give out the number once an hour. And if I break protocol, then I'm going to have all kinds of problems. You're fired. I'm going to have all kinds of problems if I break uh, protocol. So I, I was reading, so we'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. I was reading some of the quotes coming from the New York Jets locker room. And apparently. Why?
0: Why would you do that?
6: Well, because <laughs> apparently the, the Jets are outraged and feel oh. like they have been uh, tossed around into a blender. Because a grown man was dancing on the sidelines.
0: I was going to ask you about that, because remember yeah. last week I said I was kind of disappointed we didn't have the celebrations? Yeah, a little better thought today. we had a little better this week. We, we, had, some, uh, we had some good It was one. a cream hunt with the sleeping on the football as a pillow in we, Kansas City. We, we had some different I celebrations, like but I want to talk about nice. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he was celebrating yeah, on the sidelines.
6: He, he had a full dance. He had a dance thing going on. He was getting into it, man.
0: We I, haven't seen a dance like that on the sidelines, Ben, since the icky shuffle. Now, do you think that he
6: forgot for a moment that he was actually in an NFL game and thought maybe he was out? The game was already over, so he was like, he was just hanging out with his buddies or something. You think he forgot where he was?
0: Is it possible? I, I think he was uh, he was just happy that yeah. he is uh, he's on a pretty good team and that they're winning and he's doing okay. When's he going to get hurt? Do you know? When, is it going to be like week
6: six or seven? When's he get hurt? Because he gets hurt, right? That's what he does. He gets hurt. He got hurt in Seattle. He'll get hurt here, right? I'm glad he didn't get hurt know. dancing though. That's a good thing. He didn't get hurt dancing. Well,
0: if he had a bad ankle, I would recommend he not dance. But I guess his ankle's just fine.
6: Yeah. Uh, how about the quote though? This is great. Jordan Jenkins. You know who that is? I have no idea. Of course but I guess not. he plays
0: for the Jets, right? He's a
6: linebacker for the Jets. Yeah.
0: That's why. I That's know why who you he did. Did.
6: exactly. If you if you played for a different team, you might know who he is. Plus, who? he's a linebacker. Who? How many linebackers can the average NFL fan name? Never heard of them. I'm gonna go less than ten. I'm gonna say the average NFL fan can la- name less than ten linebackers. Anyway, so some of these Jets guys were complaining, but Jordan Jenkins had the quote has, uh, has gone viral from what we've been told here. It, he said, quote, it irks my ever-living nerves. When I, oh, saw it, when I saw it happening, quote, continued it was infuriating. That pissed me off. I'm an old-school guy, he said. I don't like yeah. when things like that happen, and that was embarrassing. Losing like that and having Marshawn dance like that. You want to take a guess how old Jordan Jenkins is? He's old school. Uh, 22. Close, 23.
8: Yeah. Old school. Then if he's old school, the then Danny he yeah. remembers a former Jet quarterback not that long ago eating a hot dog on the sideline there in Oakland.
6: Oh, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, yeah remember he, that? Uh, joined the, uh, well, Jets are uh, famous for their quarterbacks. we had Geno Smith not know what time zone he was in. Uh, when the Jets go to the West Coast, good things happen. For sports radio, good things happen. Is Marshawn Lynch going to be punished for dancing oh, no. on the sidelines? Is it going to violate the NFL? He got fined last week for the double bird in the Tennessee I, game. I don't
0: think he's going to get fined for that. Ben. You don't think this
8: is an over-celebration situation? The NFL said, ah, oh, we didn't I, catch it." There are reasons to catch it. On the sidelines,
0: I think you can do pretty much whatever you want. No, I
8: don't think so. It was spontaneous. An Oakland-type hyphy song came on the speakers. Oh, and On oh, what? Uh, you know, have you ever heard from the Bay? E-40 music. Oh, Never heard about that? No. 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 Okay, Ghost Ride the Whip. You never heard that, so it's like a certain kind of hip hop, a certain Eddie kind of knows dance. Like
6: the Whip, nay-nay,
0: You know, you <laughs> know I do know that. Yeah. actually.
8: You know I'll, that? I'll play. I'll play an E forty song for you, Eddie. And and so I, when I that
0: may, I may break into dance if you do. Yeah,
8: when that kind of music comes can't, on,
0: Marshawn couldn't help himself. He, he, he
8: really couldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here is
6: my advice to this guy Jenkins. All right? My, you play for the Jets. You got to get used to this. Everyone will be dancing. All right? everyone will be when teams play the Jets. It is going to be a dance party. It is going to be – the Jets had a shot. Or they, they turned the ball over right before halftime. They're actually in the game for like a quarter and a half. and they That's could, pretty good. They could have if they had you know, – could have, should have, would have game. But they had a, a crucial turnover right before halftime, which instead of being down by four at halftime, they were down by 11. And then the snowball thing happened in the second half, which is going to happen a lot because the Jets early in the year, it's, it's like they're kind of competitive early in the year. But as you go further and the injuries start to pile up, it's going to get – if you think it's bad now, wait. Just wait. They, they're not going to be being competitive. Like for a quarter and a half, they're not going to be competitive. But I would advise seeing a shrink if this bothered you because you're going to need to sit down on a couch somewhere and have a have a conversation.
0: Marshawn will not get fined for this, not at all. You say no? Not at ah, all. You never know.
6: The NFL, has, they don't like him. They, they are out to get him. People at the league office, I could see him getting fined a little bit. A little over the top. Did referees didn't catch
0: it, even though it was on the scoreboard. I would bet you on it, but I'm I'm guessing you're not gonna pay off your latest bet that you lost to me.
6: Well so. there was no way there was no actual wager. There's no payoff. There, there was there was no wager. We we did bet. No, we didn't bet it. Well, I no you we Eddie couldn't said agree. said fat sell. So. That's right. We, no, no, I did. No, no, we could not agree on a on, on what to bet. That's not true. It's I I agreed true. on what
0: I wanted. No, it, no, you said no. the Rams would go 3 and 0, I said they would not beat the yeah. Redskins and, then, and, they, they and did not beat we we the Redskins. then we couldn't decide. another said, lost bet for we, you, we, but again, we, he's not paying. Again, up.
6: Eddie, uh, I am I'm not being uh, wrong in this at all. Uh we had a wager. I agree with you we had a wager. Right. there you go. And you lost. But there was no payout to the wager. It was like a gentleman's bet. Because we had agreed we'd had too much fat sows. I didn't, didn't agree with that. Yes, we
0: did. No, no, no. You we agreed with that. You said that's not we what said you we have wanted. To, we have to, I said that was what I, I wanted. I said we've got to come up with something. Didn't decide, and you didn't decide, but I we, did. We didn't come and up with that. No, you, you won the bet, but you didn't win anything there because there again, was no Coop.
6: payout. out. he goes Why again, Why do you even Coop? bother, Eddie? I, I don't know.
0: know. Yeah. I don't know. Don't oh, Coop. Actually, that's
6: the first word. By I'm not kidding. I, I people think I'm lying when I bring this up. I do a network radio show. My producer runs by me in the hallway. Not Ch- to talk changing today. the subject. No, yeah, up. The that's, that's, word, that's what reason am bring The first word. The first word. Danny, G, you were there. You were sitting next to me. Did Coop say anything? He ran by us as we were sitting, getting ready for the show. Is that correct? Yes or no?
8: That's what happened. Yeah, yes. But, yes. Exactly. But I. But so I. I full, Danny,
6: full when sprint. you if you sprint. win your
0: Laker bet, Danny, <laughs> just know that you will not get paid. Just, we haven't just made
6: that. the Laker bet. We've not
0: made. No, the it's Laker a Clippers bet, bet this season. Wh- whatever.
8: Yeah, there's
0: been but,
6: no wager made. But again, Eddie, if you had said, "Here's the bet. Here are the details I, of that," I Why don't we, we go back? Why don't we go back
8: and find it? We could replay it on the air. We
6: could not. F- we could not agree on what exactly the bet was. There was disagreement, so therefore there's no payout. You won. Congratulations, Eddie. You won. You get nothing. Congratulations.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Back at it again as we dissect and overanalyze and beat a dead horse that was week two in the National Football League. We know as blowhards and gasbags here at Fox Sports Radio it is our job. It is our responsibility to analyze these many games. And we begin in Denver this hour where Trevor Simeon looked like he wanted to give the game away. He wanted to give away game away. A couple of turnovers, uh, and it did not matter. Did not matter. Turnovers that the Cowboys took advantage of, and it was irrelevant because he somehow had an out-of-body experience and tossed not one, not two, not three, but four. Four touchdown passes, and it, this was a domination situation. As the Broncos, uh, they put the cherry on top of the uh, you-know-what Sunday for the Cowboys with a uh, pick six at the end there, a zillion yards and all that. A keep to Talib, 102 yards for the touchdown. The capper for the Broncos who get the the, the big win, and they stuck it to the Dallas Cowboys, 42-17. So let's talk about this. Now, the better story is in the losing locker room. It's always in the losing locker room. So how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? That Denver suffocated the Dallas offense. And unlike these other quarterbacks that go on and on about how, oh, our offensive line's garbage, and the number one excuse in the NFL 2017, bad offensive line bad offensive line. And it gets into the echo chamber and just gets regurgitated over and over and over and over again. Well, the Dallas Cowboys are one team that cannot use that as a fall guy. They have the preeminent offensive line in the NFL, and they got their lunch handed to them in Denver. It was a dominant performance, to say the least, of the Bronco defense. In just about every way imaginable, a defense can win a football game for you. And Jerry Jones was numb after the game, but the cool thing about Jerry, he can be numb, but he is never speechless. He is never speechless. In fact, we have audio on this. All right, let's hear. Let's hear Jerry Jones, who points out the the obvious elephant in the room. This is not what he imagined when he flew to the Rocky Mountains.
5: I do not think this is a picture of what our team is at all and uh, uh, won't accept that. But uh, I do want to say that I will look at the picture
6: of what Denver is and give them a lot of credit. That was well done, coached, well done player. Right, here's uh, more from, uh, from Jerry Jones here. A lot to say. Even though his team got smacked around, Jerry, he sees a camera, fo- a camera and a microphone, he lights up. He's the happiest guy in the world.
5: They seem to uh, really uh, have our our number. Uh, There's no excuses here. They played well. Their quarterback played outstanding. I uh,
6: really have to give them uh, that much credit. All right, so that was Jerry Jones. Now, the the quote that kept making the rounds here, and you heard a little version of it at the beginning, he expanded on that with some of the the writers, the beat writers. Uh, Jerry said this particular game, this game does not paint an accurate picture of who we are, meaning the Cowboys. So I wanted to talk about that from Jerry Jones, the general manager, the grand poobah, the emperor, uh, whatever you want to call him, for the Dallas Cowboys uh, for many years. Uh, That line where Jerry said this does not paint an accurate picture of who we are. Do you agree with Jerry Jones? I don't. Uh, I was blown away by how terrible the Cowboys looked. And we all have bad bad days at work. Uh, But at, at this particular moment, you got to be concerned if you're the Dallas Cowboys. There's no other way to look at it. I, my observations on this, after uh, watching a whole lot of that game, I got to watch pretty much all of the, the, the game because there it, it was an hour delay because of lightning. So because all the other games ended, you get to focus in. Although the game was over by the time they went back to uh, – that was the only game in town there. It was pretty much over. But I, I don't agree with Jerry Jones. I mean, the Cowboys have to have some anxiety here after a game like that. And if they don't – well, there's some problems. Couple of observations, right? Placement test, complete breakdown, and disheartening are the things that stand out. Well, we're getting with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Des Bryant. Tremendous individual talents, but you've got to get it done in games like this. For the Cowboys in general, but those guys in particular, right? Those guys in particular. This is a placement test situation. Cowboys are supposed to beat up and beat the snot out of the bottom-feeding teams in the NFL, and generally they do, but you only get a couple of games a year against teams that have top-shelf defenses, and I realize the Cowboys played the Giants last week who were sleepwalking uh, in that particular game, but this is a different situation. You're talking about an imposing defense in a hostile environment on the road. This is the kind of a situation that the Cowboys will likely face in the playoffs, unless you assume that Dallas is going to have home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs, it's more likely than not that the Cowboys are going to have to go on the road, uh, whether it be to Atlanta or Lambeau Field or somewhere else, and you're going to have to play in a place that's not going to be exactly endearing. Now, certainly Atlanta's got a pretty good defense, Green Bay, not so much, but using this game as a barometer and just this game, the Cowboys get an F minus. Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball nine times for eight yards. Dez Bryant was ineffective. He caught seven passes. He was targeted 15 times, so less than half the time he was targeted he caught the pass. He only had 59 yards and a touchdown, and that is an early trend that is stunning for the Cowboys. The ineffectiveness of Dez Bryant, the connection between Dakota Prescott and Dez Bryant has not been there. More on that in a second, but uh, if you look at just how Dak Prescott did, uh, and the numbers are skewed a little bit because of the Talib interception at the end, but I don't feel like they're skewed that much. Prescott had 238 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and that sounds bad. It's, it's really bad. He ended up with a 68.5 quarterback rating, uh, 4.7 yards per attempt, for Dak Prescott, and this has been one of the, the questions that hasn't had to be answered, but when the running game breaks down, if you can't run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott, is Dak Prescott good enough to do it himself? Well, in this particular game, no, he was not good enough to do it himself. It was a complete breakdown by the offensive stars and, and also the offensive line up front, and Jerry Jones – saying this does not paint an accurate picture of who we are. And I disagree. In this particular game, that's exactly who the Dallas Cowboys were. It was bad. It was really bad. Let's hear from Zeke Elliott, who was part of that. You know, some dope on this show picked Ezekiel Elliott on the NFL pick. I don't remember who. But that person, man, really just a jerk, whoever that person was to pick uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, eight eight yards on nine carries. Ezekiel Elliott. Oh! Explain yourself, explain yourself to me.
7: We definitely won't be discouraged. I mean, last year, at this time, we were one-on-one. I mean, this is a 16-game-long season, and it's only game two, and we can get so much better. And, I mean, if you're peaking right now, you're going to have a problem. I mean, you really don't want to be peaking right now. You want to peak at the end of the season and get rolling, but um, we just can't come out and play like this. See,
8: when was the last time you got contained to just less than 10 yards rushing for a game? Never. Never.
7: How do you kind of shake that off? You just got to go to work. Go to work, forget about it. You can't forget about it. You got to go back. You got to evaluate. You got to evaluate what happened, and you got to
6: build on it. Well, he did curse there in the second soundbite, but in the first soundbite, I thought he was going to fall asleep. Didn't it sound like he was about to fall asleep? Like he was he's just, like, totally carefree, untroubled by any of this, and he's just, like, loosey-goosey. <laughs> Having the time of his life. <laughs> Free of any anxiety and responsibility is just kind of, well, the Cowboys don't do not have to worry about that time-tested casting cliche of peaking too early. Well, Ezekiel Elliott sounds like one of my callers to the show. Can we play that first soundbite again? This sounds like a caller a month ago with the Dodgers. I was talking about we were talking about a lot about the Dodgers and how many games they were winning, and this is the kind of person that would call the show peaking too early. We definitely won't be
7: this scarce. I mean, last year, at this time, we were one-on-one. I mean, this is a 16-game-long season, and it's only game two, and we can get so much better. And, I mean, if you're peaking right now, you're going to have a problem. I mean, you really don't want to be peaking right now. You want to peak at the end of the season and get rolling. <laughs> but um, we just g- can't come out and play like this. Yeah.
6: Okay, thank you. I thought you could play like that. You can play a couple more times like that, right? No one will care. It's not life or death. It's football. It's football. You know. Important to us, but it's not, like, extremely important. There's other things more important than that. All right, the second part of this, uh, the Cowboys' defense, the positive was they were able to get some mistakes from from Trevor Simeon. And even with Dallas taking advantage of those, it was not enough. Simeon, to have him throw four touchdown passes, that is an outlier if there ever was one. He's not that good. That will be the downfall of the Denver Broncos this year, will be Trevor Simeon. But to put it into context, the past four starts that Simeon's had for Denver, four touchdown passes, four interceptions, a quarterback rating of 72.4. Those are the numbers. That's the Trevor Simeon you're going to get more times than not. So, yeah, he had four touchdown passes in this game. Uh, He's done that one other time since he became the starter in Denver. But you're much more likely to get a quarterback who's just a a along for the ride there. And he didn't have to do the four touchdowns because he had C.J. Anderson that went over 100 yards, he had a touchdown. For the Dallas Cowboys, it was a complete breakdown. And considering that the the opponent last week, the Giants, essentially sleptwalk through that game, they felt sorry for themselves. They had the pouty face because their star, Odell Beckham, uh, could not play in that game because he had a boo-boo and he couldn't play. So he was out, and and he might not play in the game on Monday night. But but this was a, a better acid test for Dallas, and it was disheartening to say the least. Now, there is a positive, and and there is a positive here, and you can get back to that methodical style of football. You don't have to worry about a hostile environment coming up because the Cowboys have the hostess schedule the next two weeks. They have lined up Twinkies and cupcakes. That's what they have on the schedule. They have the Cardinals and the Rams back-to-back. That is a confidence-boosting situation for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. It is the Ben Maller Show. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio, and we thank you for that. And right over there is Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Charger Fan Garcia.
0: Did you see who I uh, met up with at the, uh, the, the uh, tailgate Old friend of there? mine.
6: I owe him a phone call. Stay awake with
0: Jake. Yes, now yeah. I'm done.
6: Yeah, we uh, love uh, Jake. But back many years ago, uh, back in the dark ages of Fox Sports Radio, before Danny G worked here, uh, that D- Jake was with me for like ten, over 10 years. He worked here off and on. He left, and then he came back. He had a great job with the Dodgers. He was doing stuff with them for a while, and he came back. And we love Jake, but he's all, he's all grown up now. He's got a real job outside that radio. That is
0: true. He's so. not coming back unless something really bad happens. So, really? Yeah, he's got a real job now, 9 okay. to 5. All he right. was telling me about all the... Off days he gets, never works holidays, which he was telling me he worked every holiday while he was here. Yeah. So uh, he says he does miss radio. He loves, you know, the fun of it, but uh, he's he's happy. So oh, good. I'm happy he's happy. So Jake was at the game, a little tailgate action there. Yeah. So that was fun. Well, that
6: wasn't the story. I mean, we love Jake, and uh, Jake's a friend, but the story here was you, Eddie. You became the story. There's a lot of people right now that are questioning your integrity as a person. That's okay. This is, we've been through this before, Eddie. I yeah, mean, this isn't new. This yeah, I mean, has been, been going on for many you've years. You've been living a lie for a while. You'd admit that, right? No, I mean, you I would not admit that. Your on-air persona is that you're a Steeler fan, but we we see you in Charger gear all the time.
0: Yeah, that's wow. at the request of Mrs. Garcia, and I accommodate her on that. People are upset by this, Eddie. Why? You seem like a phony. I'm kind of fraudulent I, of you. I'm right? phony because I like to make my wife happy. Don't you like to make your wife happy?
6: I do, but if my wife asked me to wear uh, gear from, like, the San Francisco Giants, I wouldn't do it.
0: Well,
8: that's your choice. I'd
0: rather take a sedative than do
8: that.
6: Mm
0: -hmm. I I choose a different path, and uh, my life is very good for it. Really? Yeah. So Now, is the the term whipped? Is that the term? Uh, Well, you can use that term if you want. That's what some of the guys on the internet were telling me. That's fine. I I really don't care. But You do not care. You seem seem to care. I will just say this in fairness. When we go to Steeler games... Yeah. She will wear Steelers gear. Okay. Right. I support her team yeah. when I'm with her. Yeah. We're at these plus we're at these tailgate parties, and yeah. everyone there is all dressed up in their you wear your Steelers their stuff. gear. Yeah. So nah, Boy, I yeah. don't. No, I will not do that. I I, I hate those people.
6: You, you admit it's like a fan violation. You, you're admitting you're okay with it because you're married. You feel like you have to do it, but you're you're committing a blasphemy in the fan world. To some, you're doing. I understand to some. But as long I'm, as you're okay with it, you admit that what you're doing is breaking the tenets of fandom. Well, for some, I guess. No, 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 no. Eddie. Yeah. The
0: rules of engagement here, okay? You're breaking the rules.
6: Just admit it. Just, it's no, don't
0: give it disinformation here. I, I think here. that under yeah. the circumstances, I should be given a pass. No. There's no pass. No, I, I think there's so. no pass. Of course what you want the, a pass. What are the circumstances? The circumstances are that my wife is a hardcore NFL fan. That's great. We like and we're season ticket holders, and we go to all these tailgate parties and events. That's uh, I mean, that's not a normal thing for most people.
9: I mean, you can go to the events, but you can be neutral. You don't have to to wear a Steelers gear. You can wear like just a regular shirt. You
0: know, that's true. I don't have to, but she would like me to, and so I'm like, all right, fine. It doesn't it doesn't bother me that much. But I will say this: before I was married, I would probably think the same thing that a lot of those people on on Twitter are saying. Okay, so
6: you're but you're admitting. Okay, I just want on the on the record say I am Eddie Garcia and I admit that I'm a bad fan. Go ahead, say it right now, and then we'll. we'll no, I, I I am Eddie Garcia and I admit that I am a good husband. No, 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 you got to see that's not what we asked for. We are well, doing... that's
0: the but that's the reality. I don't well, I don't care what kind of for. husband you are. I don't know. I'm not in your life. That's your life. Well, no, I, wait a I, minute. I, well, if if I am a hardcore sports fan, yeah, and I I'm not really all that comfortable with it. But if I do doing. it because yeah. she asked me to, and I like to make her happy. Well, it's like a heroin addict thing. I don't
6: really like doing heroin, but, you know, my friends do it, and I have to do it. That's a it, horrible
0: right? analogy. Well, it's kind of the same thing. No, though. it's not. It's not, mean, you, to, it's not even close to being the same if thing. If you're a Steeler fan, you wear Charger gear all the
6: time. It's I don't like...
0: wear it. The only time I ever wear it is when we you're go to be- the games. Be- it's you, not... wife... Have I ever worn any Charger gear to work? I don't know. I don't even see you. What do you mean you, you work I, uh... with me every I wore... day? I don't even look. I'm in a
6: different
9: room. I might as well all be right. in my da- house. Danny my I...
0: Danny and Coop, you see me all the time. Have I ever worn any Charger's gear to work?
9: Yeah, but you go to a game, like, weekly. So that means weekly yeah. you're wearing Charger's gear. When so... I go to the games, I do. Ah, That's, it, well, that's Coop, inappropriate. Oh, now,
6: Coop, you're, you're a single guy. If you... Let's say you found Mrs. Wright, and she happened to be a Raider fan.
0: No, no, don't say Raiders. That's not a good. That's not a good Eddie? analogy. No, no, it's not because Eddie? the Chargers and Steelers have oh, no. Here we go. No, it's the truth. They're not no, rivals in any no, way. That's, that's fine. Eddie's right. Ma- but make it, it a Bengals fan. It, or something. Yeah,
9: it, but it doesn't matter what team it was. No matter what team it is, uh, I'm not a Ram, wearing... a Ram fan.
6: Fine, you uh, hot Ram fan. There's so many hot Ram fans. We if, know that. If, if it was, uh, <laughs> if
0: it was your girl Coop, and she was a Rams fan, and said Coop. We're going to go to the games. And I want you to wear a Rams shirt. Nope. You would be, that is a lie. Nope. Nah, that is a man. lie. That is not a lie. Coop's that a, is a lie. Coop's a better right. fan Ab- than absolutely you. Absolutely you not. A better fan you, you know what I asked Coop's Coop? a better fan than you. Coop loves Jennifer Lawrence. Coop's For a you guys who don't know Jennifer Coop's Lawrence, the actress. I asked Coop. How much feces would you eat wow. to spend with a night wow. with Jennifer Lawrence? And he said there was no, there was no amount wow. that he wouldn't eat. Hold on, that, Eddie. Is that true sure or I, false? I, I, stop! I know, but you, stop! You
9: did oh, ask me Wait. if Jennifer Lawrence was right. asking me Relax. to wear a Rams jersey. Hold
6: on a second. We'll continue this. We'll pick this up. <laughs> All right? My <laughs> God! I know we're not doing commercial-free radio here. Please.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here
6: we go. We start a new week on Mallor to the third degree, and we bring in the Coop de Delo. A loyal Bronco fan who does not wear other team gear, unlike some other people
9: here. That is correct. Ben, uh, UCLA lost a heartbreaker this weekend, and their Heisman hopeful Josh Rosen was quick to take the blame. Rosen said that he was playing hero ball and that he had at least 10 points worth of mistakes. Now, I should note that UCLA gave up 560 yards of offense. Do you think that Rosen is being too hard on himself? Yeah, I saw a lot of this game. I do not think
6: that he is being too hard on himself. You got to own your mistakes. UCLA's defense, horrific. Uh, I get that. Memphis's defense was horrific. I like the accountability. I hope it's sincere by Josh Rosen because Mo- Rosen was mostly great, but he did not finish the job, and that's what matters here. The, number one, the word for Rosen's performance at the end of this particular game against Memphis was sloppy. On UCLA's final drive, Josh Rosen had not one, not two, not three, four incompletions. One of those drew an offensive pass interference penalty. Uh, it was a uh, a disjointed effort by UCLA at the end of that game. And number two, the box score reader. If you're, It's kind of like we just talked about with Blake Bortles. You look at the box score for Blake Bortles. You say he was bad, but he wasn't that bad. And then you realize that a lot of the yards and the completions came in the fourth quarter when the game was already decided. Now, it's a little different here, but if you look at the box score, then you'll say, oh, you're just being hypercritical. Look at all the yards he had and all the touchdowns. However. Rosen, you play the role of a gunslinger. You got to take the good, the bad, the ugly. And Rosen made the critical mistake of throwing back across the field. And a Memphis defender picks him off. He went 60 yards the other way for a touchdown. Th- th- that's not on the defense, right? That's There were several other mistakes that Rosen made. Y- you throw across the field late, middle of the field. That is poison in peewee football, Pop Warner football, Any level of football, high school, JV, freshman, college, God forbid the NFL. So there were some awful decisions made by Josh Rosen. So, yeah, the defense was terrible,
9: but it was terrible for both teams. It was his mistake. He had to be perfect. He was not perfect. All right, next. Now, it was reported on Saturday that our favorite pitcher, Bartolo Colon, he wants to play a couple more years in order to chase some records by Latin-born players. Now, Ben, do you think that Colon will be able to find a job for two more seasons? Yeah, the
6: odds on Bartolo Cologne getting back are are not looking great, right? I I, I do believe though that Rosen, or Rosen, that, that Colon rather uh, is gonna get a chance. I'll set the odds that he's actually on a big league roster at twenty percent. I believe he'll be in spring training, and that's that's really up to Bartolo how he pitches and whether it's the Grapefruit League or the Cactus League. He does not have an internal shelf life. We know that. And the first thing here is Bartolo overall has pitched fertilizer baseball this summer. He had a couple of of starts. He had like a revival for the Twins in August. He put together a string of pretty good starts in a Twins uniform. But that is known as, as cherry-picking statistics because overall with Atlanta and Minnesota, the numbers are ghastly. Uh, they're terrible. And secondly, Bartolo, here's the thing, and the reason I put it at 20%, When you look at his overall body of work, you say there's no way. This guy's done. But he is beloved enough in baseball circles that I would think that some GM is going to, for sentimental reasons, give him a chance to make a roster in spring training as a fifth starter. And you you think a a competition for a a locker room presence, a fifth starter, uh, I'll go 20%, as I said, I think it's 50-50 he goes to spring training, but 20% he actually makes a team. Otherwise, he'll be having to pitch, what, in the the Mexican League or the Dominican League, one of those outside of the major leagues, or he can just go to a convalescent
9: home. Next! Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are 2-0, and but before the game, Alex Smith admitted that this could, without a doubt, be his last season as the starter for KC. Now, Chiefs seem to have a strong team this season— do you think that the Mahomes era is a foregone conclusion, even if the Chiefs do really well?
6: Well, they are off to a really, really impressive start in Kansas City. But the the odds of this continuing are not great. But I, I would say absolutely that Mahomes was drafted not to stand on the bench and be a cheerleader for Alex Smith. There's a couple of things. We'll lead off with this. Alex Smith knows the drill. right? He is... His own football mercenary, he's been with a couple of teams. He's been through this song and dance. When Colin Kaepernick was serious about football back years ago, before he became a social justice warrior, number one football player, number two, Kaepernick was given Alex Smith that job. He He was given the job that Alex Smith had with the 49ers. Alex Smith got hurt. Kaepernick took it, put up a couple of good performances, didn't look back. And he kept the job. So Alex Smith knows what happens here. Now, Kaepernick was the second-round pick. He was not a first-round pick. And the the uh, 49ers did not trade up to get Colin Kaepernick in that particular draft. So it was a different, slightly different set of scenarios. Secondly, the Chiefs, if this cheap Chiefs team ends up in the AFC title game or the Super Bowl, which would mean they'd have to win some playoff games, at that point, then we can revisit this, but then Alex Smith can kick the can down the road for another year and Kansas City would be foolish to break a team up that's in the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl because you'd assume the position that Alex Smith is going to have to play well for that to happen. But going down the road, Alex Smith really is auditioning for teams like Jacksonville, the Cleveland Browns, the 49ers, the Cardinals. All those teams will likely have new quarterbacks Next year. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do?
9: Then you pass this edition.
4: That's a winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
6: Let's do it right. There.
4: Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice.
5: Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds.
4: And if you don't like it, screw you.
6: And away we go. The instant advice line on the Ben Maller Show. This is where you Enter. You are so self-important. You have a support, superiority complex. You are you are number one in the world. You're drunk with power. You have delusions of grandeur, and this is your chance to give advice. Who needs your advice? Now, we could do the standard NFL thing. We just had some hot talk about the Triple G-Canelo-Alvarez fight. So we thought, why not give some advice to boxing judges, in particular the boxing judge in that fight on Saturday who scored it 118-110 to 110 in favor of Canelo Alvarez. <gasps> Clearly, that was Blind Scott's cousin who was watching ha. this particular fight. An unbelievable score uh, in that particular boxing match. So, uh, the, the judge's name, by the way, Eddie, is Adelaide Bird. That's the judge's oh, I've, name. I've heard that name before. Yeah, been around the boxing game for a while. Adelaide Bird. So, your advice to, in this case, Adelaide Bird on how to properly judge A fight. You're live on the air when you hear my voice at 877-99 on Fox. Hello, line one.
8: Uh, Yes, Ben. I would look boxing judge square in the eye and say, You end
6: up on yourself, Ed Mauer. There it is. See, it doesn't matter what we do. Line two, your advice to boxing judges like Adelaide Bird. Thank you for For that. I'm judging like a nine-year-old girl. Oh, like a nine-year-old girl. Thank you, Angry Bill. Line three, line three, your advice to boxing judges such as Adelaide Bird. I know it's you. It is absolutely me. Guilty. Line four. It's a murder. Got to go. Yes, line four, go. (laughs) Mark 834. Oh, he's changing it. I give the Bible guy credit. He used to be just the standard John 316 guy, but he's... He's opening up to other parts of the Bible. Hello, line five. Hello? Goodbye. Line six, you're live on the air. Hello? Yes, advice to boxing judge Adelaide Bird on that terrible scorecard in the fight. 118 to 110 in favor of Canelo Alvarez. Even Canelo Alvarez's promoter was shocked by that. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Yes,
3: line six, go. Hey, Adelaide Bird, eat a whoopie pie and go retire.
9: There's
6: <laughs> some nice property in Maine. You can get a nice place in Maine right there. Well, eating, a,
0: eating a whoopie pie, though, you admit, is not real punishment, unfortunately.
6: Oh, a guy right now, uh, was it Blair in in Maine? He's eating some whoopie pie the right whoopie now. Whoopie pie guy. He might have moved on to an ice cream sandwich, though. He might have moved on. Uh, line one, you are next. We're giving advice, line one, to Adelaide Bird. The judge in the Triple G Canelo fight scored at one eighteen to one ten in favor of Canelo.
4: Quit taking the advice of Tom Looney.
6: Uh, yeah, I should do that. That's fair. Uh, line. Who? He used to work here. Uh, Who? Line two. Hello. <laughs> he was at the fight actually. He goes. Never to, heard of him. He's on the uh, Kiss Ass Boxing. Uh, <laughs> what list. fight is he not at? He's in the in the tank with the promoter. He goes to all the fights. Line two. Hello. Line two.
7: Big Ben, Adelaide, and Start smoking
6: bath salt. All right, sounds like you've already smoking started. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, line three. Hello.
8: Yes. Just remember that you're having the time of your life.
6: <laughs> yes, I of course. Doing overnight radio. It's not having the
8: line. the
5: time of his life.
6: A random line. I have no idea who. Oh, be- I oh it's Cowboy John Brad. Your advice to boxing judge Adelaide Bird.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, rest in peace, uh, old-time Canadian politician
6: Alan MacKellar, and Adelaide Bird mm-hmm. should uh, become a. Where are the white women at? That'll happen right away. Let's go to line six. You are next. It's the Ben Mather show on Fox. We're giving advice to boxing judge Adelaide Bird. Uh. Thank you. Line one, go. Yes. Tell him to spit out his tally walk. All right, line two. Hello, line two. You float, too. Okay, it's getting interesting now. Uh 99 on Fox. Line oh. three, you are next.
9: Hey, judge it like just like Steve Harvey did.
6: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Our friend across the hall. I haven't seen wow. her in a while.
0: I just looked up Adelaide Bird, yeah. and she looks just like her name.
6: Yeah? Yeah. Well, the name Adelaide does not, it's not She is not
0: a buxom blonde. No? Cowboy. No, she's not.
6: All Uh, I like to wrestle with men. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at a photo here, yeah. That's, you know. Who's that guy, the captain in Newport we tried to hook up with the date there? Captain, we got Adelaide Bird for you. Uh, I like to wrestle with men. He's a looker. Line five. Hello, line five. Don't choke
3: on your own meat.
6: Okay, good advice. Yeah. Line six. Hello, you're next. Line six. No, go. I'm not going to choke on my meat. Don't do that. Line six. Go.
8: Um, read the Bible.
6: Yeah. All right. Whatever. Uh, line. You no, forgot. You forgot. You put you're some be... thought into it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Line one. Go.
8: I would tell him to suck my. Yes. All right. Good line two. Go.
6: Uh, yes. Hello. Line two.
7: Yeah. What's up, Ben?
6: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Line
3: three. Go. Where does the pencil neck go on pencil neck vacation? Pennsylvania, pencil neck. Ah, pencil neck Ray! Pencil
6: neck Ray? Pencil neck Ray! Oh. We love you, Ray! You're the greatest!
0: I feel like he was wasted on this. On He needs to call in on a know. regular call. I know, call so we back.
6: Can... We'll give you like a whole segment. We don't care. We got nothing else to do. Pencil um, next. Got to count those pencil necks. Line four, go. Line four is not there. All right, we'll do one more and only one more. Coop will pick it if it's... Good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the Coupe de loop on the instant ice line. Coop, where are we going? Can I pick the random line? Yes. Oh, no, you can't pick the – that's cheating to pick the okay. random line. Okay, all right. You, know, uh, you can't do the random one. I'll pick line four. Line number four, the final call on the incident of ice line for boxing judge Adelaide Bird. that terrible uh, fight, uh, the way she judged the fight over the weekend. Line number four, the final call on the instant advice line, go.
7: Quit taking advice from the guy that keeps picking against the Raiders on Benny
3: versus the Penny.
6: There it is, the final call. Clearly
8: in the tank with Danny G. Ben, I like how you've been picking against the team. They are undefeated since you picked against them. All right, very good.